If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans, me and this guy, watch the best horror movies ever and talk about them. We've got beards. My name's Luke Condor with Kate, and I'm joined by... <laughs> uh, I'm uh, Ben Errington, sorry, you threw me off. Have you just ad-lib in the, ad-lib in the intro? Yeah, well, I, ad-lib, I ad-lib most of the show. I, I, I quite re- like routinely go off script, usually around the one minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> Only after the... The whole usually the whole first minute is 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 to the point. It's, yeah. it's professional. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. You threw me off. What did you say? You said me and this guy. Well, it's true, isn't it? You are it's a true. D, and I am yeah. a he. Uh, yeah, man. How are you? Wearing a hat. I'm You've right. got some um, uh, bad juju going off in the stomach department. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I've got a bit of the old acid reflux, aka Ooh. heartburn. Depending on what you know, it's called. Oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> it's bothersome. Bothersome. Yeah. You told me to go and have a swig of milk, which I just did. Uh, so if I vomit milk at yeah. some point, uh, but I've got a lovely hot bovril. No, it's tea. To, uh, to hopefully make it worse. No, it's just tea. Uh, uh, I'm not going to tea. I've run out of hot bovril. Oh. Have you ever had bovril? It's just gravy, right? Watery gravy. Beef tea. I don't think it's necessarily gravy, but I've never had it, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like if someone poured a, a mug of bovril on your on your roast dinner, you'd be pissed off, yeah. I think I'd be all right with that because I think it is enough. It's gravy enough. I mean, it's all gravy, yeah. baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it was gravy enough. I mean, that's as far that's as happy I'm happy with it. Exactly. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, yeah, man. What are you going to do today? It's been working, anticipating this what? recording, this lovely oh. episode. Yeah. Uh, what else? That's it, really. I've just been having a lovely sit down all day, which is just just my job. Yeah. Professional sitter. Professional sit down. Yeah. Having a having a sit down. Uh, okay. What about you? Yeah, the same. I'm also a professional sit down or a. Shit, you're also, you're shit, also <laughs> sit down. Shit down. Yeah, I will do that get, as well. Come in, 
coming to Bristol next week to do a bit of shit down in, sit down in. I am, yeah, coming to Bristol next week. I don't know if we're going to, we might try and do a, a show where we're both in the same room together. I don't know if that's a good thing yeah, maybe. or a bad thing. I don't know, we'll see. Um, yeah, we might, we'll see if this works. If not, what I might do is I might Skype you while you're in like a different room. Yeah, okay, I'll sit in the kitchen. To, and just to maintain, yeah. yeah, just to maintain the uh, the originality. Yeah. To maintain the the, st- the standards of the show. If I can just uh, frame what... your body off in some like some room, like a cardboard. Cutout, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like a box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you could sit inside this box, way. mate. Thanks. <laughs> okay, it will um, be good. So, oh, news. Have you got any? Have you got any? Because the way you said it was if you had any. I've, uh, on my notes here, it says news, oh, and they're not okay. much. There's not much beneath that. That's not news, is it? Got a few things that I've seen uh, earlier. Mainly, it's just like news about films that are coming out and people just going, oh, it might be a bit like this. Uh, other Go than on. that, I don't know if there's been any major, major news dropping. Don't think we've had any trailers this week for anything no major particularly news huge. Any minor uh, news nuggets? Any minor news? So uh, Bong Joon-ho, he said his next film is going to mix action and horror. So he's just done Parasite, which uh, is doing pretty well. Most people are loving it. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. Not, no, no, no. Um, so obviously he did Snowpiercer, Okja, Mother, so, so and obviously the host, which was his one and only did he horror do movie. First, or that's someone else? No, I think that's oh. Park Chan Wook. Is it not? Um, so he said yeah. he's preparing two different projects. One's a Korean language one, the other is an English language one. Both projects are not big films. Um, okay. And so basically, the I think the latter. It, the, sorry, the, the first one, the Korean film, located in uh, Seoul. Is that how you say it? Seoul? Seoul. I think it's just, yeah, Seoul. 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 has different Seoul. elements of horror and action. It's difficult to define the genre of my films. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. He's gone. It's probably going to be a bit of a horror film. How does that make you feel? Do you like, have you seen The Host? Do you like The Host? I like The Host. I think it's a bit long in the tooth for me. Yeah. Um, I really like Snowpiercer. I can see like why people might not think it's a perfect film, but I... I kind of love that kind of dystopian idea on train aspects, and it's sort yeah. of brutal and fun and weird. And um, Tilda Swinton does that sort of Mancunian factory job worker yeah. face yeah. woman, which is fantastic. Um, and what was your one? So Okia, I've not seen yet. Okia, uh, Mother, I've seen that. I don't think I've seen that one. That's a Korean language one. Yeah, yeah, that's that should be pretty cool. Uh, another thing to potentially muse over, which again we don't we don't really know anything about. That was a pretty much nothing news. There is a film that will be coming out sometime soon, which oh. might be like this. There's another piece of news like that. Oh. Uh, so Fede Alvarez and his evil slash brief writing partner uh, Rodo Sag- Sagiguez. Right. Butchered that. Sorry. Uh, they've closed a deal with uh, Legendary Pictures to make a film producing. Um, a reboot of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre for Legendary. Really? I don't know how I feel about it. Really? That. I don't yeah, know. And they're also on, also on board for an untitled horror film with an intriguing premise. Plot details are being kept under wraps, but the picture is described as The Shining set in the White House. That sounds kind of fun. But the um, the other one, what was it? Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, Freddy Alvarez, I love the Evil Dead remake. So I'm kind of like thinking, well, okay, if he can do that again... But in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, we kind of be up for it. But at the same time, yep. do we need a Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake? I don't know. I just don't know. I, I have lost count of how many there have been. There was a film just called Leverface, was there not? Fairly yeah, recently? That's like fairly recent, two yeah. Years ago. 
Yeah. Which I think bombed. Had a big old bomb out of bab. Um, yeah. And then fi- finally, another piece of news we got. So Patrick Wilson talking about The Conjuring 3. Ooh. He says, this film is going to be an entirely different beast to the films that have come before it. He says, it's a very much different feel. It's a still the same bones, but it's very much Ed and Lorraine. Again, we'll be pushing our characters to places they haven't gone, but the film would be a really nice addition because it's definitely a different beast. Pun intended. I like Patrick Wilson. I've got a lot of time for Patrick Wilson, but I've got a feeling that The Conjuring 3 is going to be kind of similar to The Conjuring 1 and 2. I don't know how, how different it's going to be, Patrick. But... Um, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like it's a different beast. Basically, it's just a it's just a family drama. Me and me and Vera Farmiga just going about our daily life, but we start falling out of love with each other. It's just a family drama about how it affects the families around us and our family members. Like a Kent Loach film. Um, uh, Do you have any ghosts in it or what? <laughs> so I want to know. Uh, I'm I'm up for that. I think um, after the Conjuring Three's done, I've got a feeling the haunted house spookathon genre might might be showing its uh, age a bit. Like looking a bit creaky now, so it'd be interesting to see what sort of the next big budget um, horror movie sort of craze is going to be. What do you think? Yeah, it's, I mean, these I, I'm pretty crap at predicting any of these things, you know, um, about what the next big thing is going to be. Because only you know we, we have we've done zombies. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon slasher might get a resurgence. I was thinking slasher because it's the remake. Are we, yep. Redoing Scream, I think. Uh, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's gonna. It's coming up. So Halloween's big. In another, in another six or so years, it'll be twenty, not twenty years. No, yeah, it's, it's already it's already gone twenty years since Scream. So okay, wow. Okay. Um. Uh, also, Nightmare on Elm Street. I kind of feel that might be due if they could do that right. I don't know. It is pretty scary. But then I would say the same thing about Pennywise. I didn't find him that scary, but they managed to sort of find a really interesting way of doing him. So. I'd be able to seeing a Nightmare on Elm Street remake, Dream Warriors. Yeah, it's again another one of those things I can't see being like really, really huge. You know, I mean, I think like Pennywise was good because it came at a time when an audience oh, the sort clowns of, were like clowns. Got yeah, big. it was only a yeah. few years after that clown stuff, and um, people were sort of at an age where they didn't really remember the the miniseries. I guess it's weird because it was a conflict as well because Stephen King seemed to be hitting a bit of a. Uh... Zeitgeist thing again as well, which he's still sort of riding. So there was the clowns, oh, yeah. so the um, the Stranger Things. Yeah, I think it all it's all coming at the same time. Clowns, Stranger Things for the eighties sort of stuff, and also um, the Stephen King of fun, and it it just kind of hit every single and had all the spooky spooky movie stuff as well, the spooky house stuff. Yeah, it yep. hit all the points. I kind of thought so. I was reading earlier that apparently Sleepy Hollow is. Um, Turning twenty this year. It's twenty yeah. years since Sleepy Hollow came out. Nine, nine, nine. I like a gothic horror as well. You know, I do like a gothic horror. Um, I like Sleepy so like this, Crimson Peak, uh, Woman in Black. They're yeah, all pretty. Yeah, they're all pretty good. And and I'm pretty sure Sleepy Hollow is Tim Burton. So it would be nice yeah. to see another Tim Burton horror. You know, because I mean, genuine horror. You know, not a family movie or a. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'd do that. But um, so no. there must no, be no, a, a new Tim Burton. They must have another one on the rise. Get that other one on the rise. The other Tim Burton. Jim Burton. Jim Burton. Jim yeah. Burton. Come on, come and make a lovely. Uh, I mean, Sleepy Hollow was was great because I think it was it was um, Johnny Depp at the peak of his powers, almost maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman score. At the peak of his um, powers. <laughs> Who else was at the peak, peak of his peak powers? Of, Tim Burton was at the peak of his powers at that point as well. Yeah. 
<laughs> Tim Burton was at the peak of his powers. Um, <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul Paulson was the, the peak of his power. No, that's not a person. Um, also, Christopher Walken in that. Pretty terrifying with his sharp teeth and his horrible eyes. The, the, as the, tree, headless the tree full of heads. That's a cool tree film. Full of head. I like that film. Wait a minute. I'll tell you, I'll tell you who else. Um, what's his wife's name? Tim Burton's wife. Escaping Helena Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham Carter, she's in it. Do you know what? This is a this is a good suggestion for a future episode because I don't think we've done Sleepy we haven't Hollow. done Crimson Peak. We haven't done no. Sleepy Hollow. We haven't really done any gothic horrors apart from like Guillermo del Toro things, I guess. Yeah. It would be nice to poke our finger into the tree full of squishy heads. Yeah. Okay, man. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm up for that. I'm definitely up for that. Um but Lovely. is that all the Notice. news? That's what the news I got, mate. Got any news for me? No, I no. <laughs> uh, but I did. I didn't even watch that much. I've still been playing my game, Death Stranding, but um, and it's good. But uh, I finished reading a book, a book uh, called Entropy and Bloom by Jeremy Robert Johnson. I lent you a Jeremy Robert Johnson book a while ago called In This River. Hey, I can pick that up when I come down to Bristol. You can pick that up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow next week. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll hunt it down for you. So this is. I suppose ent- you deserve it. <laughs> Thanks. Entropy in Bloom is a short story collection with a novella in there. It kind of does a a bit of everything in terms of like the genres it hits, but it's also just very well done. I just kind of feel like it's you kind of read it and understand that he's a great writer. Like it's just very purposeful. Like the prose just feels very sort of on point. There's a few great little stories in there, uh, so I'd recommend it. I'm trying to think of any sort of particular standout ones. I mean, there was one that was um, the longest one, the novella, which is called The Sleep of Judges, which was about um, a guy who comes home from a family party uh, and finds that his house has been broken into. So it's he becomes incredibly paranoid. He sends his, his kid and his wife away. Incredibly paranoid that people are going to come back or they're going to do stuff to his house. So he goes over the top, securing it all, and he finds out there's some spooky maybe interdimensional neighbors are sort of uh trying to do something to him and it goes sort of kind of kind of weird huh. and creepy from there but it's uh yeah it's a really good book i recommend it especially if you like short horror stories like the uh, Stephen king's the night shift book or books of blood or anything like that yeah yeah wow interesting um but you haven't really watched anything do you say not really well um last night i stuck on nightmare cinema have you heard of nightmare cinema Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, it's on Shudder, right? Yeah, so it's Mick Garris's joint. So Mick Garris, um, mm-hmm. we, we did, uh, what was the, uh, one of the cat cat things? Cat cat gents. Cat, not cat people. They, Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers. We did the Mick Garris film, Sleepwalkers. Um, Mick Garris is a funny one, because um, I don't always enjoy everything he puts together, but I really like him as a person. Um, He's got a pretty really good counts. podcast, right? Yeah, he has, yeah. That's what awesome. really counts. <laughs> Um, but he um, is this so I got it was like twelve it was like eleven o'clock I'm normally asleep by that time anyway but I couldn't I just couldn't sleep so I stuck it on Nightmare Cinema it's an anthology show he's got I think it's David Marshall uh, and some other people doing like short segments in this film and I only managed to watch the first segment before I was like I need to go to sleep now because I'm just gonna die but the first segment was surprisingly good like so it starts off as a generic slasher um. A woman is running away from a, a guy called the Welder, uh, and she's running with blood all over her face. It's like, oh, the Welder, he's going to slash me up because he's a slasher character. That's what he's going to do. And she's running away, uh, and then there's all the sort of the the usuals there. There's a the Chad guy. Do you call them Chads? 
I compared someone to someone with a Chad earlier. Like a, like a jock. Yeah, that kind of guy. Yeah. Chad, jockey yeah. guy. And then there's a nerdy friend who's become a policeman. It's all kind of very generic. I was like, oh, what's going on? Why, why is this so generic? And then there's a really funny <laughs> twist um, and some crazy, like, practical effect. It's quite kind of low budget, but it's got enough of a budget where you kind of you let it off for what it's doing. But uh, there's a really unique twist. And I was like, and I finished that segment and I was like, that was actually pretty great. So I'm really looking forward to uh, watching the rest of the Nightmare Cinema later on today. Um, but yeah, I'd recommend that if you've if you got Shudder. Shudder. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to pronounce that now. Shudder. Just pronounce it however you want to pronounce it, mate. I can understand you. But don't you worry, mate. Shudder. Yeah. Shudder. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, you bastard. Yeah. Uh, but that's about it, man. That's about it. What about you? Um, so I watched... Uh, you might know something about this a Hulu original film called Little Monsters um, like an Australian zombie yeah. zombie comedy starring Lapita and Yongo um, and then a Josh Gad is in it as well and then yeah. a guy called Alexander England this was so so good that like I just didn't what? expect it I, I kind of like knew I knew a few little bits about this but it was so good like it almost reminded me of um I was like not expecting humor. you to say that. I was very much expecting you to say it was so so. <laughs> I, I I loved it, man. It was like it was heartwarming. It was genuinely genuinely funny throughout, and not just because there's like a cast of like kids, like yeah, not kid, not kindergarten, a bit older than that. Probably like kids are like between six and eight, and then and then this guy who's like a sort of washed up loser who goes on this school trip, and then Lapita and Yongo, who's like this perfect, perfect like vision of like a kid the kindergarten teacher i think it's kindergarten actually now i say it now, yeah. now i'm reading yeah and um it, it kicks out and it's so like it's so unique like what they do and it's not afraid to just go this is probably what would happen in a zombie apocalypse like there are kids zombies there are kids getting killed there are, <laughs> do you know what right. i mean it's just like yeah it's, it's brutal but it was funny like the cast was great and yeah i highly highly recommend it okay for, uh, for a, so it's set, it's set in Australia and it is an Australian film as well, but it's just got this like humor to it where like initially the, the lead character kind of comes across as a definite douchebag, but then you kind of like pretty much immediately warm to him. And is Josh Gad, or is this uh, no, no, this is um, Alexander England. Josh Gad um, plays a character, I won't tell you too much about him, but he's basically like Mr. Tumble, is that an English kids' TV thing, English kids' TV I, presenter. I know yeah. who you mean, he's kind of is he kind of creepy. Yeah, definitely. Okay. It's kind of creepy. And Josh yeah. Gad is even more creepy in this. But yeah, I loved it. Like it was it's only like an, it's only like 90 minutes long, so it just felt like something to put on like on a Sunday evening just oh, I've, I've read a bit about this. Yeah. And so far ev- almost everything I've sort of seen seen online, well, you know, from on yeah. Twitter and stuff and film Twitter, everyone seems to pretty much love it as well and it's been That's getting some I was not reviews. looking forward to checking that out at all, but now I am. Yeah, well, the same thing. I kind of added it, added it to my list, and then maybe two or three people I knew on Twitter, were, I saw that they were watching it. Uh, Dan Butcher was one. He yeah. said, he said, I'm watching this, and it's really great. And someone else said, oh, I'm really surprised by how good this is. So I thought, I'll go for it. Okay, I'll check that out. Yeah, and so, pretty gory as well, you know? Like, it's, it doesn't, it isn't one of those films where it goes, well, there's kids and, you know, zombies, so maybe we could be a bit silly yeah. with it. Yeah. It's pretty gory. You see some gruesome, yucky, yucky stuff. Yucky stuff, good. Um, but I was thinking, I was looking at my um, films I'd seen this year and thinking, we're coming towards the end of um, 2020. I don't know how many. <laughs> 2019. 2020? 
already. That went quick. Uh, end of 2019. And I'm like, I don't think I've seen that many horror movies from 2019. And I did my letterbox and we organized it by a year released. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. There's not that many, but I'm swear there's stuff like Tigers Are Not Afraid. I think that maybe that got released last year or something, but in my radar, it's only become available yeah. this year. So I kind of feel like that's a this year film, surely. Um, but we're going to yeah, start thinking about like best year end type Yeah, stuff. well, we kind of we discussed it a little bit last year, last week. Maybe we said something about what's your favorite horror of this week. And there's been some quite big sort of releases in terms of like tentpole horror, I yeah. guess, like It Chapter Two and Got to Sleep and. Um, Child's Play and Brightburn and you know some big, yeah, Pet Cemetery. Not saying that these are my favourite. I'm just saying I've top ten big releases. But... Top okay. ten. I don't. I don't know if I've seen. Have I seen ten new horrors this, this year? That sounds crazy for. Yeah, but we will have to do like a um, new discoveries sort of thing. Yeah, or a top three loads of shite. <laughs> um, I yeah. talk talking to top three loads of shite. I did watch. Uh, the new, well, I say new, it's not like a franchise or a sequel or anything, but Doom Annihilation. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> which uh, which was uh, which was weird because on the surface, like, yes, yes, crap. Uh, <laughs> it's not like this, the performances are all really kind of, kind of, kind of awful. Yeah. The, the script is a kind of an abomination. Uh, but like, there were some good things, like the the sets were pretty good, the creatures designs were good, although I felt like there weren't enough creature designs. Yeah. Um, but it was very very hammy. There was some good CGI towards the end when there was like some hell 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 sequences. I mean, Apart from that, I felt a bit gonna, limited. How's it going to hold up to the games in a minute? Because the games are just so good at, like, at yeah, being exactly. Doom. Without being like a huge budget thing, but I did voice yeah. my displeasure in the film on on twi- on Twitter. As I do with like almost all my films, I take this like film criticism stuff at least semi seriously, you know. Yeah. So I've got to put a tweet out for every film and say like I watch this and I won't really enjoying it. But the director of Doom Annihilation, Tom Giglio, yeah. uh, he tweeted me, um, gonna... and he was very he was very tactful and he was very yeah. conscientious, and he basically just corrected me on something saying that even though I said that there were only two types of demons, he said there were four, and he said he wanted more but they were limited. And he, he thanked me for watching. So, you know, I had to I had to take my hat off to him for that because even though he could have gone one one of two directions and Yeah, I like how yeah. he um he kind of factually corrected you. Because I mean he could have yeah. he could have gone at like your your taste. Like what how did you not enjoy this film for yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean that would be sort of I mean even so I kinda of feel like I just don't feel like maybe you shouldn't get involved if someone did badly review your film. But the fact also, that also, I mean, what what I was gonna what I was gonna suggest is, oh, sorry, finish finish your finish your thought there. Well, just I was just gonna say the, he stuck to the factual side of it, so you, you can't really go too hard yeah. on him there. But yeah, no. go on. I was gonna say, like, when it comes to obviously low budget, not big studio horror films, like, where do you stand on like openly criticizing something that clearly, you know, is a labor of love or something that something that hasn't got like a massive studio back in mm. and that perhaps, you know, because I think we got, you've got to be honest, haven't you? And you've got to like put your opinion forward yeah. based on, based on a film. Like I said, it wasn't so awful that it was unwatchable, but it was like, it got to a point where I was like, this is, this is awful. I think, I mean, it depends sort of how you sort of define your role in it all. But, um, 
I, I kind of feel like these the lower budget movies have got less and less chance to be seen. Um, so I kind of it's kind of finding that balancing point because you want to sway people to your correct opinion, but at the same time you want to get more eyes on stuff that may not get as easily seen or is easily watched. Um, so yeah. it's kind of like celebrating the craft and also being critical because I think you, you can do both. Um, and I think it takes a bit of sort of uh, you have to be humble on both sides. Uh, if you get told that something's crap or so you get like a critique, you've got to accept it. Um, yeah. And if you so, get I mean, told that your review, you get critique in your review, like maybe <clears> the facts <throat> aren't right, the numbers aren't right, then two, <laughs> three, four. Then you've got to take the critique. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you if you directly tag a creator who isn't yeah. like a massive massive name, say like if I tagged Steven Spielberg and said, "Steve, your last film was a load of shite," I think that's fine. If it's Steven Spielberg, uh, the Spanish, yeah, but Steven Spielberg, <laughs> the Spanish, you know, he's doing all yeah. the, and I said his films were shite. I think by tagging that person in that, I'm probably being a bit passive aggressive and yeah. a bit unnecessarily, yeah. you know, mean because you don't want you understand people are going to see these things. Mm. But then I went back to my original tweet and I thought, well, maybe I was a bit harsh. But, you know, you yeah. you, you know me, Luke, you know, I can't help it, you know. But if, if like something does, if I don't enjoy a film, mm. I wouldn't I didn't waste my time sort of writing a massive review. I kind of just said two lines about it, I didn't enjoy it and that the, the script made me want to be sick in my mouth. That's all I said. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean, but it but it was true. It, but it was true. It wasn't like, made you again, sick in your mouth. I'm not in it. I, I, <laughs> I'm not, I'm in, not in any position. I'm not Is a filmmaker. So I'm not in any position. To... Yeah, yeah, I've got it going on right now. It's a bit harsh. So yeah, I did watch <laughs> Doom Elimination, and you know, if you're a fan of the games, it's definitely worth a watch. Okay. Because if you're a fan five. of the games. <laughs> Ben's new review. <laughs> worth a watch. Yeah, but um, Matt, how do you respect... feel about it? Do you feel like you need um to change the way you do anything? I don't. I don't think you do. Um, depend. I think maybe I'll maybe I'll try and be a bit more tactful when it's a film of this, yeah, of this level at this budget. Mm. I did. I tagged the film. I hashtagged the film, but I didn't tag any creators, or I didn't even tag in the official film Twitter. You know? Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't like was like I, I do. I'll, I'll look at the hashtags and see what people are saying. But even like the bad stuff, like I'll read it and say, okay, they would would change that or try and do better or. <clears throat> talk yeah. to it or yeah i mean i don't know i mean it seems like both of you did did all right <laughs> you could have done much better yeah and i think if i received criticism for anything i'd, I'd made i think i'd try and be as modest as possible i don't think that i would ever go yeah oh, you're fucking wrong mate maybe yeah. maybe in private it may be in private i might go have a look at this mug yeah <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah we do do that no we don't <laughs> uh okay so um have you, you seen anything else uh, that's it. Okay, that is it this week. Other than the film of today, which was your yep. pick, because we're doing a thing where you pick a film, then I pick a film. But I forgot yeah, about that until this moment. Or did I? Or do <laughs> today's film was yeah. picked by certain Benjamin Aronson, um, a young listener from yeah, yeah. a young listener from Bristol, and he <laughs> said, "I want to watch this film with Scarlett Johansson." <laughs> Take oh, solid clothes off. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing a northern accent if I just know it's from Bristol. I want um, to watch this film, right, where Scarlett Johansson takes off all her clothes and it's bloody lovely. Someone <laughs> says someone said it's a horror film. I said, talking a load of nonsense. 
Okay, so that's something to talk about. But the film is called Under the Skin. Have you got some info on it? We'll we'll start diving. Yeah. yeah. So, Under the Skin is a 2013 science fiction film directed and co-written by Jonathan Glazer, loosely based on the 2000 novel of the same name by Mike. Oh, not Michael. Michel Faber. It stars Scarlett Johansson as an otherworldly woman who preys on men in Scotland. Type yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Okay, cool. Uh, so this is an interesting one because you've got Rotten Tomatoes, say 85% critics, 55% audience. So there's a disparity there. 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. So that the audience is generally aren't too keen. Rotten Tomatoes say, its message may prove elusive for some, but with absorbing imagery and a mesmerizing performance from Scarlett Johansson, Under the Skin is a haunting viewing experience. Um, so it seems like critics like it, audience don't. Well, they, some like it. Um, I mean, how do you, have you seen this before, yeah? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I've seen it before, and it's kind of like a bit of a lingery one with me, always kind of like... Some of the visuals, I'm always like feel like I'm coming back to it. Going, that reminds me of Under the Skin. This reminds me of Under the Skin. That's a bit like Under the Skin. I felt like that when I watched um, Get Out. Oh yeah, the second place. There's some bits in Get Out where I was like, this is like Under the Skin. Hmm. Um, And I and then I read the book, which really really expands on the mythology of this character and other characters and what the what the whole damn thing's about. So I feel like after you read the book. And go back to watching the film again it kind of gives you a whole new even though the book is very very different it kind of gives you a whole new perspective is, on what is the, the film potentially mean more like a standard narrative i mean the film doesn't give you doesn't give you any answers in terms of I mean, you can kind of tell what's kind of going on but and it's a very simple story really but it doesn't give you anything other than that yeah there's more of a narrative it's kind of set up as what what she's what she is what she's doing, what her mission is, um, and the fact that there are others like her in the book, if I remember correctly. I'm pretty sure that's right. Mm. Um, been a while since I've read it. But, <clears throat> yeah, a much more sort of definitive narrative, if I remember correctly. Okay. But, yeah, both, both, are, good, both, yeah. Are, both are really good in their, own, in their own right. So, I mean, this film um, is a strange one. It's incredibly naturalistic. They use a lot of <laughs> hidden cameras and film people who didn't know they were being filmed. Yep. They filmed lots of Scottish people. There's a creative choice to choose, shoot as many Scottish people. There's a shot from inside of Greg's, which we've never seen oh. cap- captured on film before. Yeah. I saw in Scotland they sell macaroni cheese pies, which you don't get anywhere anywhere else. Is that uh, legit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like yeah. a macaroni cheese. Um, in a pie? Mm, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, an, like a, imagine an egg custard looking shape. But it's pastry, normal pastry, not sweet pastry, full of macaroni and cheese. You're carb loaded um, there, aren't you? That's double that's carbs. That's for runners. Then. Yeah, that's for runners the day before a marathon. Um, and I, I mean, so it's a really naturalistic um, score as well. It's like, and the shots are really long and uh, engrossing and sort of, they're, they're no quick cuts. But it contrasts with the utterly surreal, I guess, kind of lynching at times or you know, obscure... Grotesque Kubrickian, of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just and those bizarre elements that are just gonna sort of stick with you long after you've seen the yeah. film. There are certain things in this film which do make me do make my skin crawl. Not just you know because of like the vision, mm. the the visuals, but also just like certain things that happen, mm. which are a bit like, oh Jesus, that's bloody brutal. That is. Yeah, um, that guy's dancing. 
Yeah, there's that. <laughs> that guy's dancing. Yeah, there are some football fans. I can't oh, remember yeah. who they fans of. Hibs or something. I don't know. They're in green shirts. Celtic. Yeah, that's why I said Hibs. I don't think it was Celtic, but oh. might might be Hibs. Might I might be wrong. But yeah, football fans all walking towards a woman trying to make a left turn in a van. That got me on edge. I was like, out <laughs> of bloody way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it does feel very like almost like a documentary, doesn't it? Because people are being filmed and talking to Scarlett Johansson. Either they didn't recognise her, you'll never know. But I guess you wouldn't. Why would you expect Scarlett Johansson to be driving around in a white van in yeah. Scotland at yeah. night? You wouldn't. With a cameraman. <laughs> With a cameraman, yeah, just Point going all camera right. Face. Fake <laughs> taxi, fake van. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think Scarlett Johansson is really good in this to the point where I kind of forget it's Scarlett Johansson for long periods of time. That's and cool. I, I kind of remember and I go, oh, yeah, Scarlett Johansson doing this, isn't it? Um, I don't think her character arc is particularly great mm. because I feel like she's portrayed as a certain character then her character takes another direction, and I'm not entirely sure why. Do you know what I mean? I'm not. Yeah. It kind of just kind of just was... happens, and then we we're kind of made to think. Maybe well, maybe we'll go, we'll go into it, but maybe it's because of that guy. <laughs> the um. Yeah. The guy with the, the deformity. Um, mm-hmm. That's the one she doesn't follow through with on the on the job. So maybe something to do with that. But I mean, but we we I don't know. We'll go into it a bit more. But um. Yeah, the music's great. Um, I think oh, the yeah, the music. Um, it's, it music's is... super creepy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like uh, seductive and creepy. It's a weird little blend of stuff there. Someone someone compared, said this film is basically our art house species. Yeah, it is. That's pretty much exactly it. I, I, we should do species, uh, speaking <laughs> of. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, I kind of, this kind of film... Uh, it's it's one of those films where the director doesn't really care if you like the film or not. Like he's making a very specific thing, he's got a very specific vision, and you're either going to be in tune with what he's making or you're just not. Um, and I I can appreciate a lot of what he's doing, but I can understand like, I mean, going to watch this film because I've seen it before, I was kind of like. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I'm hesitant because like, I don't know if I want to, with the long shots and the sort of the slow pace, am I sort of in the right mood for this right now? But then when I, when the, when I watched it, I kind of couldn't look away for the entire, entire thing. But um, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a weird, I wouldn't recommend, it's hard to recommend to everyone. Oh yeah, it's not like if someone went, well, what's the what happens in this film? You kind of like, I mean, is it, how many shootouts are there? How many bloody shootouts <laughs> are there in this film? How many? Be- um, so director Jonathan Glazer directed uh, Sexy Beast with um, Ray Winston ben, ben and Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Yeah, um, oh, really? and he also directed that was in two thousand. He directed Sexy Beast, um, and then a film called Birth with um nicole kidman and i do kind of recognize the poster mm. but i don't think i've seen it and did um, that film under the skin and he did a film called under the skin where he just went scarlett johansson how much full front on nudity are you willing to do and she goes all of it as long as i'm stood in front of a two bar fire a lovely yeah. warm two bar fire <laughs> yeah that's the... <laughs> did, did this right because essentially this film is about you know what role reversal in terms of gender in terms of kind of like making a woman preying on men or whatever Mm. but it does kind of just make you think fucking hell give it a rest like to the to the men you're a bit like jesus christ just don't half go on do they and does it make it it weird that they're the real people this is how they they talk yeah (laughs) i mean it's strange because you know some people some people seem like you must it it does really put you in the put you in this in this in the point of view of yeah. like a woman just on her own yeah. essentially and how certain men would interact with you some lovely nice as pie but a lot of people seem to have like especially a particular character towards the end yeah. i mean this this film kind of makes you makes you hate men yeah maybe i mean it's like prank phone call shows where they 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 take so much of it like raw material and they can edit it to sort of show oh, yeah, whatever yeah. they want of um, course yeah and i mean and, it, and it's uh, I'm, I'm, I get it's a, that's what I'm supposed to be watching. You know, I'm supposed to be watching mm. a film that portrays men in this way because we've got this like gender reversal thing where a woman is hunting men and men are mm. being bastards, but then they get their comeuppance. Not all of them, obviously. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a bit harsh with comeuppance as well. It's kind of like oh, uh, yeah. some sort of creepy spider thing luring people. Or like it's the it's the what's it called story, isn't it? The um, what did they call succubus story? Oh yeah, luring it's... people into the into the sea, whatever they do. But uh, so the story, I mean, the story is fairly simple. Uh, I don't know how much detail we can go into it. There's basically a motorbike, motorbike list, um, yep. riding around in the dark. These, these, these are long shots, kind of nice, cool shots actually. Just the motorbike going through the Scottish hills early, early yep. morning, um, and he he comes across an oh a woman in the bushes. Uh, and he pulls her into the van. So I got confused because I wasn't too sure. Where are these like infinity rooms meant to be? Yeah. So like there's the white one, which is where she got her hand and just like <laughs> rips the clothes off this dead woman and, and puts them on as if she's like nothing but meat. Because um, this is her, she's at her most alien. Uh, and then there's also like the dark room, which I guess is in her little council flat thing. But it's, are they yeah. kind of like rooms that exist on a spaceship somewhere like, or some interdimensional thing or. Are they just? Yeah, I think you can kind of. It could it could be either of those things, really. I'm not. I can't exactly remember what what we get in the book, but in the film, you're kind of just made to think because there's like physics don't really work in these rooms either. So it's a bit strange. Yeah. 
And yeah. also, I feel like the people who are lured into these rooms don't act like people would act. Because They're kind if of you start like w- seduced in a the yeah. hypnotized sort of thing, yeah. Because if you start walking forward and suddenly you start going down into the floor, you might be like, what are you doing? What's going on here then? Yeah. But the people just keep walking. They say, like, my floor yeah. back home. <laughs> <laughs> my floor is nothing like this. My floor rock solid. Yeah. Um, um, okay. And yeah, it's like, so of course, we... there's also like all the abstract stuff at the start. It looks like a giant donut and a, a, like a big finger. <laughs> it's think, kind of just yeah, like yeah. a finger. A massive a, finger. You know, that, that's well, I think it. these are supposed to be like spaceship things or sometimes we get some visuals with the red lights, which is like the conveyor belt of, of, of meat yeah, yeah. Like going somewhere. Because there's, there's a... a so, I mean, I won't mention a bit much more, but there's some, there's a lot more stuff, stuff in the book <clears throat> to do with the, the fact that these are alien beings farming human meat. Right. Okay. That sounds interesting. I would like to read the <clears throat> book. Um. Okay. So uh, then we get Scarlett Johansson. She does makeup and stuff, and she's in the, a white van, transit van, driving around Scotland, and we just get tons of footage of her trying to talk to people. Every time she talks to someone, she finds out they're waiting for someone or they're with other people. She, she carries on. Like I said, she makes a left turn for a football crowd. First person I think she brings home. Um, I, don't, I can't remember. Um, just a just a dude, like a dude who's yeah. like. Uh, she asks for directions to like um, like a garage or something or something like that. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to sort of give her directions. And so, so her her thing is always. I mean, it's very again gender reversal because to see a woman sort of an attractive woman doing this to like younger blokes is is, is a bit strange. Yeah. We obviously see this see this in main mainstream you know serial killer movies and stuff. You know, mm. someone driving around going, "Can you give me directions to here? Where are you walking? There is it on the way? Get yeah. in, I'll give you a lift." That sort of thing, and then she kind of like seduces them from that because she's like got an English accent, right? In this, yeah, she puts on an English accent. Yeah, it's yeah. quite good. She's, yeah, yeah. So she does that. She kind of like gets a bit flirty, and they're obviously they're always a bit taken aback. So they're like, "Bloody hell, you're gorgeous!" I don't, that's I mean I know they're Scottish. So I ain't gonna t- attempt to do the bloody Scottish accent. Yeah, squalling bloody hell, you fucking gorgeous, well, I say it's terrible. That's not bad. <laughs> fucking gorgeous. I'm not try. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So she lures them back to this council house, dilapidated house. All the all the windows boarded up. You'd be like, no one lives there. What are you doing? Taking me in there to rape and murder me? Which you know, halfway there. She does call it her um, place, but I think like even by that point, they're kind of not thinking straight. Um, maybe it's the perfume. Maybe she's raped them. Who knows? Yeah, I think to be fair. I mean, I don't want to again make make men out to be one trap mind, but I think if Scarlett Hansen is going follow me this way to wherever. I think you're kind of just going to roll the punches, aren't you? Follow me into this abattoir. Well, oh, what about that knife? Well, what about cleaver? <laughs> <laughs> just ignore that. It doesn't matter. Follow me into abattoir. I like Follow how Scarlett Johansson was doing like a, a proper northern accent for most of the film. <laughs> She's loving it. Um, follow me into this mine. It'll be lovely down there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would. I mean, again, that might just be me. Maybe that makes me sound like an idiot, but I bloody would. I think I'd stop at the point where the wolves disappear. <laughs> yeah, my maybe. Feet, my feet start sinking into the, the. Yeah, but again, you're hypnotized by this moment. You've it's got a one trap point. Yeah, you're thinking late, you're gonna yeah. get, you're gonna get that sweet ass. Yeah, 
so she did this weird thing where she's like walking away, and she does this kind of a like it's kind of a seducy walk, shaky ass walk. Yeah, and then the men walk, and then they don't even see that their feet are going deeper into the floor. Uh, and the music by this point is like really spooky. You can't look away at this point because yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's the creepy. film just pulls you in. Uh, and then you're, and the guy suddenly is underneath. And he's completely disappeared underground. And then she turns around and just picks up her stuff and just like walks off as if it's nothing. Yeah. The guy's been and, eaten by and the we floor. And we see we see the guy in the floor like floating there, and he looks up and you can see her walking along. Yeah, I don't think we see the because um, there's another bit under the under the yeah. floor. Uh, I don't think we see that just yet. Um, <clears throat> no. But then there's the beach scene, which might be, I think, yeah. the most horrific scene in the film. There's loads of mad shit happening in this film. Like, yeah. it takes me a while to realise what is actually going on, but it's mad. <laughs> this film starts, she's on a beach, a cold um, beach, like Pebble Beach. There's like a border collie dog in the sea, drowned, like getting pulled out by the current. There's a, a woman. That... How do you shoot this? That's what I'm oh, yeah, I know, yeah, I kept thinking that as well. There's a woman who um, is distressed and she goes out to get the dog. Uh, and then she starts to get pulled out of the current. The dog disappears. We don't know what happens. It probably gets pulled under somewhere. Uh, and then she's really struggling. The dad runs in after her. Uh, oh, by the way, at this point, there was a, a Icelandic swimmer, a Nordic swimmer guy. And Scarlett Johansson was working her magic on him at the time. But he runs. he's seeing the commotion. He runs over to help them because he's got the correct swimming attire. The dad is going after the mum. The mum's now disappeared under the waves, so the swimmer pulls the dad onto the onto the beach, but he goes back in, and the swimmer's like, I mean, this is exhausted. bad. Yeah, he's exhausted. And then Scarlett Johansson picks up a rock and clobbers him. Like, yeah. <laughs> so she basically takes, she's like, well, I'm not going to be able to seduce him back in my van now, so I'm going to have to do the honourable thing and just clobber him with a bloody rock. Yeah. How confused you'd be if you were that <laughs> if you were that swimmer. They just saved someone's life, and you're like knackered, like oh yeah. bloody hell, Jesus Christ! And suddenly, the nice woman who's talking to you like two minutes praise. ago, <laughs> just cleared now for the praise. She just clubbed you in the <laughs> yeah. And obviously, yeah. what's weird is that there's a there's a baby sat on the pebble beach who obviously belongs to the couple who have yeah. both gone out to sea. Um, the baby obviously crying, absolutely mm. left completely left alone. But Scarlett Hansen just ignores the baby. Yeah, yeah. Drags the swimmer's body away. It's almost like she can't comprehend, you know. Well, obviously she doesn't. She's an alien, or whatever she is. She can't comprehend yeah. the, uh, like the the cruel, nature, the cruel of... nature of it. Yeah. She she, she takes ages to drag that body away, um, the swimming swimmer's body, and then she finds the van, and there's that man, the motorcyclist again, who mm. he's there, he's like the cleanup man, cleanup crew. Yeah. So he's like he's basically Harvey Keitel, right? Exactly from the uh, the the insurance adverts, yeah. From the insur- from the famous insurance advert, he might be in a film as well, but <laughs> yeah, probably not. He he goes down to the beach and it's getting dark now. The baby's been there crying for hours, and he just picks up like the um the, the swimmer's towel. Ten. Is it to other oh, yeah, yeah. ten? It's got a ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just leaves the baby there. In the, um, he ignores and, the baby. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's horrific. And later on, I mean, you find out that, that does really well. It just like. Sorry, that does really yeah. well, just establishing the inhuman nature of both these characters. Like, it barely has to do anything to establish yeah. that. Because we've obviously seen this weird stuff happening and then killing people. But that just all, like, we don't need either of those characters to say anything. We've established there what kind of characters they are. Yeah. Um, later on, 
that someone listens to like radio or the TV news thing, and they say that the the family, the mum, dad, and baby are all missing, or the, the dad's been found. His body's like waterlogged. No idea where the baby is. So maybe the water <laughs> took it. I don't know. It's, it's I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's horrendous to think about, and it's horrendous to watch as well. You do feel kind of sick, sort of like yeah. watching something that you should be watching. Definitely, definitely one of the moments which yeah. does go like. Earlier we, uh, we said, is this a horror movie? That's the scene when I'm like, well, I think it must be. because Yeah. I'll tell you yeah. what else makes me think this film's a horror movie. Because after that, Scarlett Johansson goes on a, goes on a night out in Scotland. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Gets like, oh, accosted, yeah. Yeah. accosted by like a Hindu. Yeah. Uh, ends, up, ends up in like a pop world or something. Just <laughs> with like some yeah. bloke just like, I've got to buy you a drink, you bloody... Beautiful, you are bloody beautiful. You are, I gotta buy your drink, gotta buy a drink. You're gorgeous, you're gorgeous. I wonder why you buy And BK Ice. Yeah, it's gotta be. Not, like not bubblegum flavour. Yeah. I like because you like that, don't you? After you, he, um... you drank loads of beer for most of the night, a VK Ice or a Smirnoff Ice is, is bloody yeah. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's bloody lovely. Uh, so, yeah, she basically takes him home as well. Yeah. Um, and. He's like, yeah, I can't wait to get submerged in the black liquid. It's going to be top quality. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so he goes under the same thing. He goes under. Uh, but then he, as he's under, he sees. And this is like, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a slow progression where he sees across the way is the Icelandic, the Nordic swimmer guy. He's naked. And he's a bit like weathered, like his skin's a yeah. bit saggy. Looks like um, a carrier bag. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he touch hands. He could sort of see his arms like a bit. I don't know how they filmed this. Um, and then, I mean, what happens? Like the guy implodes. Like or suddenly, all of the his insides are just sucked out within seconds. And he is like a yeah. plastic carry bag. But he still it's got like his, his face. Just... It's hor- It's horrible. Yeah. It's like it, all the all the gunk and goo and fat in him just kind of gets sucked out in one fell swoop. Yeah. And he'd hear, yeah, he makes that noise as well. <laughs> Floating around, he's just basically he's like an empty sausage skin. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a sort of a condom sort of thing going on. With um, <laughs> it's like it's because it's the way it sort of flaps around quite naturally, and you see his face. And also the the other guy doesn't seem to be scared, but not quite, still not quite realizing where he is or what's yeah, going on. Like, he just seems like, like a. Yeah, I thought I thought I was gonna have sex with Scarlett Johansson, and now I'm 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 under I'm under under underground with a condom. You've turned it up again. Bag. I don't know. Yeah. When I'm doing Northern, just imagine I'm doing Scottish. That's what I need you to do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Scottish. Okay. Uh, so that's Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. I am brew. I am brew. That's what I, fil- I can't this- do. It. Okay. Does this film remind you a bit of like Train Spotting in any in any way? Scottish. The way everything's kind of like rainy Scottish and washed and to- <laughs> out grey. That's Scottish, yeah. I mean Scottish, yeah. But um <laughs> rainy, washed out grey, yeah. council council estate. Um I think there's a certain impression of Scotland and films are very keen to sort of put that across. Um yeah. I don't know if this is essentially true. I mean I'm sure there is an ele- obviously an element of truth to it. Scotland's lovely, especially in the summer. <laughs> Yeah, and you do get you get posh Scottish people. So I don't know if you ever heard that accent. That's like the Edinburgh. Scotland, hey, how's well, it going? No, like that. that's not a real accent. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was awful. That's the scariest it's thing. Something like that. Yeah. Hello, how's it going? I'm from Scotland. Get in the floor. Get in the floor. <laughs> get in the floor. I'm going. I'm going. 
but uh, yeah, it must be like the Limmy, Limmy, the Scottish comedian, does does like a lot of sketches about sort of posh, oh, okay, yeah, like well spoken like Scottish people. So yeah, probably Edinburgh yeah. and stuff like that. Um, uh, so I guess after this point, she goes for her, her next meal, uh, her next hunt, and it's the guy who's got like a it's like a um, gigant what do you call it? elephantitis thing. Or yeah, something so he's got like a very extreme facial disfigurement. I recognise this guy as well. I think he's been on some. Um, some programs like on Channel Four, like about like body image and various things and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wonder how he got this gig. Maybe she's been looking for some of a facial disfigurement. But yeah, this this is obviously again another way of establishing Scarlett Johansson's character and you know what she'll go the length she'll go to is because she's obviously really it, pushing to to entice him, but he's he's, he's not, not not he's wary. He's just wary of everyone. Obviously, because yeah. of the life he's sort of had, uh, but she's like really he pushing, just... making him touch her face and stuff, and yeah, yeah. He um, he just wants to go to Tesco, and yeah. he mentions that this a few isn't times. Tesco. This isn't Tesco. This doesn't look like Tesco. Yeah, because obviously, I mean, bless him, but he's obviously never been accosted by a woman in yeah. in that way, and he finds it obviously quite strange, and especially the fact that it's Scarlett Johansson. Imagine that. He's just like, I'm just off. I'm just off at Tesco. <laughs> Actually, I don't think he's Scottish, is it? He just goes, not that I was Scottish, but he just says, I'm off out to Tesco. And then on his, <laughs> the last thing he was going to expect was he was going to be accosted by Scarlett Johansson. And she yeah. fancies his, she proper fancies his hands. She? She's like, you've got bloody lovely hands, you have. Let's have a look at them. Look at, them Let's have a look at her fingers. <laughs> look, look at them, them cuticles. cuticles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're cute, those cuticles. What, what else would you say? Fingernails and cuticles and. Ooh, look at the wrinkles. Look at the wrinkles. Look at them. Uh, lines. These soul lines. Your palms. Look those finger prints. Those nice finger prints. Palms. Palms. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like to yeah. see you leave. I like to see you wave goodbye. Oh, look at them palms. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, wave then. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so she takes him, but she lets him go. I can't remember. But not his clothes. She's like, just, I need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to keep you close. <laughs> yeah, so she takes him in there. He does go down into the black gunk, doesn't he? Does he? I don't know if he does. I can't remember. He walks into it a bit. I can't remember exactly. Um, yeah. But then she she like lets him leave. But then this is this is the turn. This is the turn in this character that I'm not sure I understand. I don't feel like she was showing any humanity. Is that robotic the day before? Yeah. I mean, maybe she's been doing it a long before. time. I mean, maybe it skips across. I kind of like. I kind of felt like what was needed was. Something to have happened where she was a bit like maybe someone with the baby. Hey, where you she know what? Like... There was the bit. So after the, so after the guy turns into a carrier bag under the floor, and then we see, we see like a thing of like meat getting sucked into up to like an escalator, yep. and like tons of meat going up. But I guess that's like loads yep. of people that she's done. And then there was a bit where there's like a montage, like a collage of red face stuff with her face. Maybe that was supposed to show like a montage of time or or where she's done this thing over and over and over again. But I mean, maybe even if even if that's correct, I mean, it's still skipped over yeah, a little bit too it felt, quickly. Felt a bit rushed. It felt like it needed maybe just one more plot point to just establish what yeah. she was thinking. If one of them maybe, went, "Ow," she went, oh, "What? Ow, what?" <laughs> it's because she went from being like pretty talkative, pretty confident. I know it yeah. was all an act and it was everything to being like silent, mm. emotionless husk. Yeah. Well, not emotionless, but you know, silent. Down in the dumps. Oh bloody hell! What have I been doing all this what? time? Yeah. But yeah. So she lets the man go, but he gets intercepted by a motorcycle dude, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. So he he 
like ventures home naked through the fields. I'm like, oh, yeah, that yeah. must kill your feet. Um, and just as he's getting home, he gets through the fence. The man, the motorbike man, is there waiting for him. It shoves him in the boot of his car, drives off. The motorcycle man does see someone in the window looking at him, and he's they, just kind of like, yeah. what are you like an old like? woman. Yeah. Like an old woman. That's the thing with old women. Though. They're always up, up, like at the crack of dawn, aren't they? Yeah. Like, yeah. alarm set for 5 a.m., looking out the window, like nosing. Nosing, exactly. Just yeah. keep your nose out, innit? This is, this is a bloody, this is a extraterrestrial. This is what you get, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get. I've got get. a disfigured man in a boot. I've got a disfigured man in a boot, and I'm just trying to do my job, all right? Just trying to do his job. So, yeah. Yeah. And then she. Kind of, as she, so she escapes, right? She goes on the run. She drives mm-hmm. the van um, to Into, it, to some yeah. fog. So she, she, gets, she, she arrives at the fog. She arrives yeah. at the fog and goes, I can't drive anymore. I've got to get out. Yeah. Um, because it's run out of petrol, I believe. Diesel, more likely. Anyway, she um, she's basically just on the run. She doesn't really know where she's going. She goes, um, she goes to a restaurant, orders a chocolate cake. And then she realizes, you know what? Uh, she doesn't really like chocolate. <laughs> she like coughs it up, sticks it up. <coughs> everyone's looking at her. Um, and then, and then she goes for a walk through a lovely little Scottish, Scottish village. Um, and I, well, she looks really down. I think there's a guy trying to talk to her. There's a, the guy on the bus is asking if she's all right, and the bus driver is like, "Why are you tailing, mate?" Like he's saying she doesn't, she's not interested in you, but she is sort of. Because he says, Are you okay? Do you need some help? He takes her to her house. I'm skipping over this very, very quickly. But um, at the same time, the motorbicist is, is looking for her. Um, uh, well, I mean, there's a, the guy looks nice. He makes some beans on toast. He puts some Tommy Cooper on for her. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> I don't know, he seems wholesome, earthy. Uh, he does seem like a nice guy. But she, like, how, how long can you kind of spend time with somebody who's, like, completely silent and seems terrified of everything and everyone you know that's kind of what she does yeah. and this is also that 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 immediate change in her character kind of did make me feel a bit confused you know i mean i yeah i know she wouldn't be, continue being the same and trying to trying to um seduce people because she doesn't need to now that she's took taking the shackles off um but yeah then they go for a little trip don't they Oh wait, no. I think actually there, there's a moment before where she's alone in the bedroom and she's looking at herself naked. Yeah. Examining examining herself from head to toe in front of a two bar fire. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So the next day he takes her to a castle, takes her up the tower. Yeah. Uh, and it's constantly raining, and she's constantly soaking wet. Yeah. Like, just get a hood up, and it. Uh, and then he and then. That's I think that's his like his courtship done. Then he's like, I don't know how to the in instigate sex. I can't remember how that sort of comes about. I don't know. I can't remember what happens. And they kiss first, and then they sort of start out sex, and he's touching her, hmm. and then suddenly she like leaps up and forward, and has a look down below between her legs at her genitals or yeah. lack of genitals. Like we're, we we we're not we don't know at this point, do we? We yeah. don't know whether she's got something down there or whether she's basically like an action man or Barbie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, in my the way I read it was that she was like a Barbie, but I might have read that wrong. Yeah, way. yeah. Um, so she, she leaves. Like Barbie, like nine feet. She's good at leaving at this point, yeah, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, she leaves, and then uh, she's having a wander through some really lovely Scottish woods. 
Um, there's a really yep. creepy guy there. He was like, oh, you sat for Wonder. Yeah, I you think, sat for I Rumble. Think... Yeah, ooh, yeah, I'm, I'm a creepy guy. Oh, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, he's creepy. He's established as being a creepy guy immediately. Yeah. And I think you know, whoever this actor is has done pretty well of being a creepy guy. Maybe he's a creepy guy in real life. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But he kind of like, she doesn't say anything. He says, out for a wander, have fun then. Yeah, it's a nice, pl- a nice place to come and get your head together. See you later. And then she goes and sort of goes to this little, what, like, what's it called? Like a little building. <laughs> There's a, a name for it. Um, shelter. Bothy. Bothy, 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 yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, and then she sort of wakes, she has a little nap there and wakes up and he's he's trying to thing here. He's molest- he's molesting her. Yeah. He's got he's got his hands everywhere. He's got a high vis jacket on as well. So like that's not like what you think- want to wear as a anyone doing any sort of crime. The high vis jacket. He's supposed to wear like yeah, ninja black. Yeah, obsidian black. But um, <laughs> he uh, I, I mean it, it's I don't know. So it, I like that it's kind of flips the dynamic. The sexual predator has become the sexual prey. Uh, I don't like it, but I mean, I understand. I like I understand the concept of it. Um, mm-hmm. So she starts running away. She hides some trees. Um, at, at the ending. This is the ending in a second. Um, the ending. I don't know. It comes like I don't know if I, how I feel about the ending. I don't know if it really works completely for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, I know what you mean. This guy, like, I, I, I dislike this guy. Obviously, he's attempting to rape her. He kind of like pulls all the clothes off and he's tearing at her skin and stuff. But like, his his actions sort of at the end are a bit like what? Yeah, <laughs> a bit mad, aren't they? They're a bit like, geez. I mean, I know he's a horrible rapist, but just I don't know the actions just seem a bit mad. As soon as he sees that her skin is loose around the back, he's like, I've got a yeah. burner. I've just got a burner. <laughs> like maybe it's like yeah, a yeah. Lovecraftian sort of can't comprehend what what's happening yeah. here sort of must kill it with fire um but like i, yeah, but I actually you, really like you tore someone's skin yeah the skin were a bit loose burner uh but like there's a bit um i quite like so it's scarlett johansson and then and then her back's kind of the skin's coming away uh and then like she the way it's no longer scarlett johansson but like a alien creature wearing the skin of a person it's really well yeah. done. So she's like the alien creature with the features of Scarlett Johansson, like yeah. bold, but with the same face as Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, even though she's like wearing Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson still has working eyes and can kind of like see, even though she's like a costume yeah. hanging off of her, looking back up, they look at each other. Yeah, and then the horrible sex offender guy just douses her in fuel. Within seconds. And burns are, al- yeah. and burns are alive within seconds. Yeah. And she walks into the snow. By the way, when did it start snowing? Because maybe when she slept <laughs> in the boffy. Because it was like yeah, yeah. really snowing. <laughs> Everyone was covered in snow. Um, That's what happens when you sleep in a boffy. You wake up. <laughs> it's been six months. Yeah. You go, Jesus Christ, cosy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so she, she light, she's just on fire at the end. And you just hear the sound of her like, obsidian black skin crackling away. And also, the, um... <laughs> you fancy some pork crackling when you <laughs> when you heard that you're like, oh, obsidian pork scratchings. Um, the uh, the motorbiker guy is like looking, he's on a hill looking out, and I think he must know or can sense or something that she's dead or something's happened to her. So he just kind of turns yeah. and, and goes away. Um, he yeah, turns and he goes, see you yeah. later. Yes, yeah, I don't know, man. It's um, maybe I would like the different ending, but. That does still stick with you, that ending. So, who knows what yeah. to say? Yeah. Um, man, I've got some trivia. 
Very nice. You ready? I'm ready. Number one. Oh, by the way, this is the name game. You know the you know how it works. Oh, new, nice. New listeners. Yep. We take the name convention, give it spin, pitch Ben the new film, and he has to tell us what the new uh, name of the film is. <laughs> okay. Number one. ScarJo is an alien, but doesn't live on a three-dimensional plane like the rest of us. She's as flat as a piece of paper. She goes missing, and when they do find her, uh, they realize that she got stuck under the trash can. ScarJo in... <laughs> and Under the bin. Correct. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> ScarJo is born with an identical sibling. She's fine with it and everything, but was never sure on the name. Her, her parents called him Gunfer, but they pronounced their THs as Ds. ScarJo in... Gunder the Twin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, st- standard trivia question here. How many minutes into the film is the first line of dialogue? Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Let's say... 13 minutes. What? No way. How do you know that? It's exactly 13 minutes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I was what I was looking at then was the plot on on Wikipedia, just trying to work out, you know, when. And I had a little guess, mate. I had a little guess. Sometimes you know these things, but sometimes you're you're just the one with Scarlett Johansson. Okay. And what was said? Um. Where? uh, Excuse me. Do you know where the Asda is? I don't know. Yeah, I don't don't know. I'm just asking you. Uh, Number five. (laughs) Question number five. Back to the naming game. You ready? Skyjo gets a job at a local call centre. It's nice, She's had, she has a few friends. One's called Lynn. Anyway, they go out drinking one night and they challenge each other to a drinking competition. Skyjo drinks Lynn. Now, the following morning, she has to somehow vomit her back up before the boss finds out. Skyjo in... Chunder the Lynn. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a lot better at this. Yeah, you are, As yeah. Time I've been practising. As time goes on, mate. <laughs> Well done. Uh, okay, mate, so we need to um, rate the film then. You did very well um, there, by the way. <clears throat> Thank you. Thanks, mate. I did, didn't I? That's probably the best I've ever done. Got the, got the name games right. The, the minute got the, got the minute question to the minute. I can't get any better now. I've reached my pin, pinnacle. This is yeah. it. It's all downhill for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've always kind of like really liked this film. As I said, I like the book as well, and I sort of held it in high regard. I do think it's quite Kubrick. I do think it's quite Lynchian. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's got a lot, lot of stuff going for it. Genuine horrifying moments, a nice atmospheric build, really nice soundtrack. Still got a few issues with it, mainly that character flip that kind of mm. happens, and she goes off, off for essentially what is the third act. That third act kind of feels a bit meandering, aimlessly, but then I think it's got a nice exclamation point of an ending um but yeah it's got a lot going for it so i mean you might think it's a bit over the top but i'm gonna give i'd probably give it an a that's really good um yeah i mean i agree with everything you said um i by the way last week what did we do last week dr sleep and you said i'd seen it and about a week later it rose to an a minus i think i'm Mm -hmm. the same that film has gone to like an a minus level for me i just keep thinking about it and keep re-enjoying it in my mind um, but for this film, which we're talking about in a minute, um, I was going to go with a B plus, but again, I don't I mean, it sounds a bit too low for how intentional the film is, how intentionally put together, <laughs> well put together it is. I kind of feel like it deserves more than that because it is a great film. 
But I, I don't know how I feel about that, that flip and the ending. I kind of feel like maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a different way to do the end. But is that how it ends in the book, by the way? Or I really don't remember. Okay. Um, I think it's got more Avoid to it in the book, spoilers. so I will probably need the... Game. Yeah. Well, you could borrow the book. That's we'll do a nice little swap, see, next week. Cool. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with B+. Plus. Uh, even that, that feels a little bit low. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, okay, do so... You, hmm? Do you want to say what we're going to watch next week? Well, so I haven't thought about it yet until the start of this episode. <laughs> I mean, I have got one in mind, like loaded in the shotgun, ready to shoot in your ears and face and that. But um, I don't know if I want to pull the trigger on this one just yet. Uh, okay. But are we let... going to do like... Go on. We, I think we need to agree. We're not going to just do films we like, are we? We're going to do films we want to see or films... You know, because I'm going to do films that I haven't seen as well. I mean, I guess you're going to do that too, yeah? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to do, I wouldn't want to just do a film because I want you to watch it. Oh, mate, you've got to see some. I've seen it a million times already, but I want you to watch it as well. I don't think we should do that. It's a bit manic. Oh, I don't know. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm trying well, to do, just, trying just to just do let... films that are kind of like may have been on the top 50 list or kind of like, you know what I mean? Kind of yeah, uh, yeah. have I see what you mean. a good variation. That makes sense. Yeah, let me look into it, and I'll let you know later on tonight what I think. Okay. Bloody lovely. Okay. Bloody lovely. Right, you got anything else you want to share? <laughs> I think it's not you've done a crime, you've not told anyone. You got anything you want to no, tell no, us, I Ben? If I was going to do a crime, I'd do it in a high-vis jacket. Good, good. That way no one will ex- expect you, suspect you. Okay, so become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Coverage Camera for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners and the people in the Facebook group. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Horror Hangout Board Advisors. Just search for Horror Hangout. I think it'll come up. Um, and thanks to my co-host, Ben, for being our right, dude. Thank you very much, Luke. It's been an absolute pleasure, as always. Cool. All right. <laughs> See you in a bit. Bye. 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 mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. 
They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.